I'm Carrie M. And I'm Allison. And this is Podcast Without an Audience. Where two friends pick two topics and find intersections. Or not. We are a psychology and history podcast. And by psychology, my background is actually in social work. So I'll be talking about psychology, history, and sociology. And when I say history, I mean anything from people, places, and things to historical events and tragedies. And then we find intersections between our two topics and try and figure out what connects us all. Mm-hmm. New episodes launch every Thursday. You can find us anywhere you find your podcasts. You can also find us on social media at Pod Without an Odd. We're on both Facebook and Instagram. You can email us at podwithoutanodd at gmail.com or find us on the web at podcastwithoutanaudience.com. Join us each week as we discover what connects us all. And if you support us, blink twice. And if you're out there, keep listening. This is Aaron Penn, and you're listening to The Daniel White Show. Welcome to another episode of Daniel White Show. Today we have the sustainability legend, Katie Hubbard. Wow. I, think, I, I hate big shoes. I love it. I, I love, love it. it. It's a cool store. I mean, Lightfoot is, uh, when I first visited uh, Savannah last, I think it was March. I'm pretty sure it was March. I can't remember. I can't either. But it was Your the first Friday. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, so I came to visit Sky, and she, there was an event at Nomad, and uh, there was a truck parked up front. I was like, Scott, what is that? And she had this light foot. It's a homie Katie. And uh, I went in there, checked it out, and it was awesome. Um, so I moved here, of course. It's been a month now. One month in Savannah, you have a store. They open in January, so we'll talk about mm-hmm. that. But um, let's go to the beginning. So actually, before we do that, we have an icebreaker question. Let's go. So go ahead and flip it over. Oh, I get to read it. Look at okay. both sides. You can decide which one we're going to answer first, but they're we're going to answer both of them. Okay. Uh, what irrational fears did you have as a child? Oh. <laughs> okay. As a child. Oh man. You know what? My dad showed me horror flicks too early yeah and a lot of flicks we watched it it was flicks involving like you know maybe halloweens or jasons or whatever but every now and then was someone's just kind of standing and looking at you you know you know you know those um also the horror flicks where people are in the background and the person is in view but doesn't see the person in the background and it's like standing there mm-hmm. being weird so that used to freak me out yeah so my dad used to actually do that to me <laughs> Oh, no. And now it's still a fear. And it's still a fear. <laughs> and it's still, to this day, it's still a fear. If I see someone, I want to walk around at night, walk around wherever, and someone's just kind of like standing still, kind of looking, I get, I'm terrified. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, that would do it. Yeah. To this that day. is how trauma is built. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I hate you, Dad. <laughs> Mine is like the G-rated version of that. Um, did you watch Dennis the Menace growing of up? Of course. Okay, so the scene with Christopher Lloyd, his character is like the vagabond. And okay. he has, is it Christopher Lloyd? Yeah, I think he is like, I don't know if he's kidnapped Dennis the Menace or they're just like eating together. And he's eating like beans with a pocket knife. And for some reason, like <laughs> his character. Yes. It like terrified me. Really? I was scared of canned food. I was scared of like pocket knives. I was like. Uh, somehow some creepy man that looks like that is going to kidnap me and i live in a town of like 300 like nobody's (laughs) in that town you know 
But I was like constantly scared that that situation would happen to me. Yeah. Like, fair. Yeah, and I would have to eat beans with a knife. I don't know why, but that was is terrifying. <laughs> Classic movie, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yes, awesome. I like that. So beans and canned foods. Yeah, creepy vagabonds. Oh gosh. Well. That was a good question. That was fun. I had yeah. to go back and relive that. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> Anyways, um, Katie's here. Thank you so much for doing this. This is a great way to start my week. Thank you yes, so much. Yes, absolutely. So obviously we know what we're going to learn what Lightfoot is, but let's go back to where are you from and start there. Yeah, so I am from Illinois. Illinois. Kind of grew up all over Illinois. My parents were educators and we kept moving around. Yeah. Always small town, cornfields, Illinois. <laughs> If you ask me, I claim Chicago. Okay, I was going, everyone jumps to Chicago, I'm sure. Yeah. It's like, Chicago? I was like, nah, not quite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My adult life, Chicago. So when I got to choose where I wanted to live, Chicago. Yeah. Um, but mostly cornfields growing up. So what was the specific city, if you don't mind sharing? A lot. I mean, Peoria is the closest big one. Peoria, okay. But it was always small towns. Yeah. Like, I lived in a town called Lakin. Um, had 2,000 people, lived in a town, Edinburgh, had 900. That's I nuts. was born in a town of 150. 150 mm-hmm. people? 150 people. Kalita, Illinois. How in the world? Yeah. Were there streets? There was like two main ones, <laughs> but you wouldn't, that's not like a main street, but yeah. that's like, there was no stoplight, no gas station, nothing. That's insane. Okay, small town living? Yeah, small Which town living. And I will never live in a small town again. No? You're done? No, Savannah's the smallest I would go. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. Well, yeah. awesome. I can't really hear about how you ended up here. So, kind of guys, through, I guess we want to keep this obviously on the road of maybe sustainability and where that started, but did that start early on as far as you being aware of what sustainable living was? Yeah, I think like in college is when I started becoming aware of the world. That's hard to do when you live in a town of 900. Yeah. Um, but in college is what, when I started to, you know, understand there was poverty and there was, mm. you know, there there are things that we are doing that are detrimental. Yeah. I think that's probably a light bulb for a lot of people. Sadly for me, it was a little bit later. But that's when I started, like, I think our generation is like, we learn recycling. So that's the big thing. Like, yeah. We must recycle. Yeah. That's that's the end all. We'll save the world through recycling. <laughs> Plastic bottles. <laughs> yeah, so that was like what I focused on then. Um, so my husband was in the military up until two months ago. Now he's in the reserves. Oh, no So way. we have moved around a lot. And okay. so that kind of catapulted a lot of how I've shaped sustainability. So one of our first duty stations was in Fort Sill, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. It's not a coveted place uh, <laughs> in the military base. There's great people there. I had a great experience. But... Um, yeah, so we lived three years in Lawton, Oklahoma. This town about a thousand or a hundred thousand people. Okay. One recycling bin. What? One. What? And so you have to think that's not really getting recycled because they're they tossing the trash. What you know, like if they had a recycling <laughs> facility, there would be more than bin. You know. Yeah. And so uh, our shift started to be like, okay, it needs to be. We need to use things that don't need to be recycled that will last a long time. So mm-hmm. that was kind of that first shift for us. And then we got to live in Germany. 10 out of 10 recommend. Oh, I've heard Germany was cool. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, we lived there for two years. 18 months pre were before COVID. So that was nice. We were there at the beginning of COVID. Um, so the first 18 months was great. We got to travel a lot. But then it was like Germany treats sustainability. their leaps and bounds ahead of uh, us. I've heard. So, you know, we had a different trash pickup. Like, Monday was trash, Tuesday was soft plastics, Wednesday's hard plastics, Thursday's compost, Friday is cardboard, you know, and then there's glass bins on every block, you know, so 
and you can't get single-use bags like it and there was a refillery down the street and that was like common in their like shopping practices yeah a place for you to get bulk things um so that was kind of uh like oh this like makes sense okay so then we move here and I was like, oh, yeah, Savannah, I've heard it's a little crunchy for the South, you know. And But there wasn't a place to do that. There's, like, pockets of places you can get some bulk foods at Brighter Days. You know, there's some great companies doing it. But right. not, like, an all-inclusive place. So yeah. um, I wasn't working because COVID. Um, mm. So I was like, I'm going to figure out how to do this. Ooh. And so then it was learning out how to start a business, run a business, and then <laughs> trying to make the business about sustainability, about Lightfoot, about letting people shop without plastic absolutely and so when you moved here your husband was in the military mm-hmm. and was it hard for you to learn the 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 what goes into making a business did you take any classes did you what did you know how you wanted it to look did it turn out did it, did the turnout it's match a, it's it? evolved okay <laughs> it's evolved. yeah so i knew at the beginning it wanted to be mobile because okay perfect um not enough people knew about this practice for me to just jump to a brick and mortar. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have any customers <laughs> at the yeah. beginning, you know? And so I, I knew also there's there was none in Georgia. There was none in this part of South Carolina. So I wanted to be able to travel and so I could educate more communities and have this service to more communities. Um, originally, I thought it was going to be bulk foods. Really? And then bulk, like, I didn't think I would have any products. It'd just be all bulk, like shampoo, like the stuff I have now, but also bulk foods. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I realized what a nightmare a food certification was <laughs> and what I had to, like, get the three sinks in my truck and, like, I... Three sinks? Yeah, you have to have, like, the the proper cleansing stuff to have to be able to sell food. Makes sense. I was like, maybe I don't start with that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Because <laughs> I already am like over, you know, out of my element. But your class question, the city of Savannah has like so much resources for small businesses. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh, I don't, but please, sure. Um, the city actually hosts, at the time I took it, it was a 12-week course called How to Start a Business in Savannah. <laughs> Very own brand. It had, yeah. It is taught by, I think, the Economic Center or something yeah. name adjacent to that. Um And it literally says like, you know, you have to go to the IRS first and then you have to register with the state and then you call this person at the revenue department here in town. So it, it gives you everything. And so I took that. It was completely free on zoom. That was awesome. Dope. Cause I was, don't, I didn't know what a P and L statement was or like, you know, I had like worked in professional jobs, but like not starting the grassroots, like starting that up. So that was really great. Um, there's also a lot of like free mentoring, whether it's through um, SCORE, which is free business mentoring. You kind of get paired up with a mentor in the field that you're going. So I got no paired way. up with a guy who didn't, He's I don't think he still understands what sustainability is, but he knows business and he helped me set up the there business. So that was really integral. And then I just called on friends and stuff yeah, um, yeah. who have done the things that they're doing in their field. So You know what? You're the first person that, has talked about using these free resources that's provided by the city. Yeah. I've never, you see that stuff posted at the library and stuff like that, but you never hear about people people actually doing it. Yeah. And it is beneficial. If you're coming from like, you don't know where to go. Like, especially like I had been in Savannah three months before I started this. I didn't know a single person because we were hibernating, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it was huge. That's amazing. I'm I'm curious. What foods were you initially trying to, to bulk sell? 
I was thinking like rice, beans, sugars, okay. like those type of things that, you know, come in that single use container. Right, right. Um, and yeah, so that was thinking about that because at the time, I think uh, even Whole Foods and Brighter Day, they weren't doing the bulk because of COVID. Right. And so I didn't know that th- those existed. And so that was an easy switch when I realized like, oh, this actually is already a service in town. Gotcha. Um, well, I would love to expand to that in the future, it, the needs are met. It's just not, it adds a stop for somebody. So I would like to make it an all-inclusive place yeah. in the future. But Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One day. It's yeah. coming. It's coming. Yeah. So upon getting your truck, did you, I mean, even with Lightfoot, how did you come up with that name? Yeah, so I went through a lot of iterations in the name. Um, if you like, I didn't want it to be, I wanted it to be something that you think about. In yeah, hindsight, yeah. Maybe I would have made it something you think about a little less because everybody thinks we sell shoes or <laughs> foot scrubs or, you know, like to me, it's like life, right? That's like your carbon footprint. But a lot of people don't know the term carbon footprint even. <laughs> they which, walk in there and be like, yeah, your shoes. where's your shoes? Or let me have your best foot scrub. Like, I don't, I don't sell that. Uh, so that's a big thing. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So. I don't even remember all the iterations of like, originally I was looking to purchase this big green truck on Facebook Marketplace. And so we were going to call it like the green truck, but I wanted something that could be expandable yeah, um, outside. Yeah. And I think my husband actually came up with it. He, uh, Shout out to him. Yeah. He's he's the wordsmith in the family. I love it. Um, so he actually came up with it and I loved it. So. Yeah. Perfect. Did you, did you feel any pushback when you think about starting this here? Because you said there's not a lot of stories like that that exist. I, I don't think I felt pushback. I think I felt a lot of acceptance and a lot of just like, I don't know what you're doing. So there was never <laughs> like, why are you here? I mean, there was some random people and I have, I have some stories for that later if you want. But oh, Lord. Uh, for the most part, it was like, I've been waiting. I've seen this in other cities. I've been waiting for something like this. Yeah. Um, so it was really, I made a lot of cold calls in order to like get pop-ups going and stuff. And most people are like, yes, I've been waiting. Please come and do this. Oh, and then dope. also like, I don't, I don't get why like i just buy perp plus why why would i buy whatever yeah, so yeah. there's just a lot of confusion but mostly people were excited i love it it's, yeah. a, it's a great concept i love it um so you get the truck got the name got everything done so obviously you gotta fill the truck up with things so yeah. how were you able to source the, the the first set of materials so selfishly i sourced everything i wanted to buy but couldn't buy locally. I mean, that's why I started the business. I couldn't buy the things yeah. I wanted to. And yeah. I was like shipping things in from all over the country. And so I was like, okay, well, I've been using this shampoo for two years. Let's get this. I've been using these. Um, so that was like my baseline. Um, and then it was a lot of trial and error. I didn't even realize like I could get free samples of things, which Ooh. was such a nice, I still do. And it's very nice. <laughs> Like, I don't know what the point of my life when I like turn to like getting a free thing of bar soap is like the highlight to my week, but absolutely, I'm there. that sounds awesome. <laughs> so, getting a lot of like reaching out to people and like, hey, can I, you know, get some samples of some of your products? This is what I'm interested in. And that's a little harder starting out, like the amount of people that like, um, you only have 100 Instagram followers, so I'm not sending you this. I'm like, well, I haven't started yet. I'm like, just, how, you know, yeah. Like, <laughs> There, there were companies that I actually don't, they're good companies and other refillers sell them, but they, I don't know, they rubbed me the wrong way with that, those kind of things. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was, I mean, reaching out, getting samples. There's been some products I put on the shelf at first and no longer have on the shelf. Yeah. 
And so a lot of just like, does this sell? Do people like this? Because I also don't use baby shampoo. I don't use <laughs> cat things, you know? So something like, I just have to trust reviews and then let my customers tell me. But exactly. at exactly. the beginning, that was it. I, I opened the truck with a space to have 40 refillery items. I think we had 20 the day I opened the truck because you guys just got to go in phases. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. then it's just been constantly adding more stuff when people request it or i see a need for it i love it so yeah everyone tells me no matter what industry it is starting is always the hardest part as far as yeah. getting people to believe in you your product to give you a chance you yeah. know because like i don't have the followers but how do you I, I can't how do you expect me to get this i don't have this i need this to show that i can do this you know what i'm saying it's, yeah um, so you need you just to trust me yeah um, even like funding like applying for loans and things like yeah. you have to be in business for two years i'm like well, I hope that at two years I won't need as much money. Yeah, which is still do, um, but like you, it's hard to do that. I'm like you need the money at the start, you know. Yes, but you—it's really hard to get it at the start. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, well, you get to start. You get your first. <clears throat> so was it an event your first thing, or did you just kind of show up somewhere? Uh, no, it was an event. I believe my first pop up was at Starlin Yard. I reached out Dope. to Ava who is one of the managers of Starlin Yard and she was one of the people that was like, I've been waiting for this, please come. And they were so nice. I think I sat up there once a month for the first year and a half that I was in business. No you way. You know, like they were wonderful. Love it. Um, whether I started off just doing table pop-ups while my truck was getting built. Yep. Yeah. Loading all those gallon jugs into my car. <laughs> Do not recommend. Um, Humble beginnings. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, with the truck and... Yeah, so I started doing that and then started getting connected with like the different makers markets. Even though I'm not specifically a maker, it really does kind of fall into it does. The, the consumer trends of people going there, you know? So started doing those and then getting into farmer's markets and stuff. Oh, so you do the Forsyth thing? Every... I don't. Okay. So some farmer's mar markets like Forsyth and um, Bluffton, you have to be like agricultural and based or like grow or okay. make a certain percentage and... I don't. You okay. don't. You don't want anything that I would grow or make. <laughs> so I didn't qualify for those. But and at first I was like, well, what am I gonna do? But there are so many markets. Like I yeah. do not have a problem filling my Saturday. So yes. it is not a problem. But yeah. it would be cool because that overlap is, you know, exactly great. Be perfect. I mean, so what are the ones that you were able to go to? I um, go to the Statesboro Farmers Market. Statesboro, okay. And that's every Saturday. I actually have two employees in Statesboro who work all of those. So oh, it's just, just like do a, it every a table pop up. Yep, we have like a, a separate storage down there, and so they run all of the markets. Um, we used to go to Hilton Head. We do Richmond Hill Farmers Market. That's starting up this week. Dope. Um, yeah, I think those are the big ones. We've done the Islands Farmers Market, which is Ooh. out um, on the way to Tybee yeah. on 80. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's super dope. So obviously, you end up building the following. You're able to get these yeah. markets. People, words are getting around. You're getting yep. some uh, volume of customers, which is super dope. Um. So what then led you to open up the the actually brick and mortar? Yeah. So I think I I talk about a lot that sustainability has to be convenient for people to do it. Mm. Um. And that is for the crunchiest of person as well. Like it needs to be convenient, or people won't do it. Yeah. Um, and sadly that is the case. Like I even see that in my own personal habits. Like <laughs> I'm getting groceries here. I'm like, okay, I need to make a separate trip to go get this. Um, yep. and so the truck, while it was everywhere and I was doing like four to five pop-ups a week, <sighs> people have to go 
like they have to plan their shopping around those times and that is not always convenient oh, i didn't think about that yeah yeah and so i was like well i think you know over these two years i have built a considerable consumer base here um and people who are like residual customers who are like routinely wanting to get things filled and so i think i knew i was ready at that time to have a permanent place mm. so that those customers could get even more of their stuff because it was even you know more convenient but then also like open to a whole new customer base because it is convenient and you can find me exactly and yeah because even though i've been in business for two years there's still people who are wanting to shop sustainably and have no idea i exist yeah um yeah because you know there's a limit to marketing and things like that when you're a small business exactly, so, exactly. um yeah but i think it was a good decision i, I think, think it was great yeah. yeah and you hit a good point on a um go to marketing so obviously there's Instagrams or whatever. Are you putting ads anywhere? Like how do you get your name across to people who, you know, will not be able to find you otherwise? Yeah. So um, the majority has been like organic social awesome. media growth, whether yeah. it is um, making an idiot of myself on TikTok. <laughs> you on <or>, TikTok? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Loosely, I go in and out. Um, and then Instagram, I've done some like paid stuff, but a lot of it is just collaboration, um, collaborating with other small businesses. And then anytime I can do a speaking engagement or, um, get up and like lead a training or a panel discussion like that is kind of getting my word out. And then the truck is the big one. Like I am driving a billboard around the low country. Very true. And even now, like I have done pop-ups within a half a mile of my store because there are still people in Savannah that do not know I exist. Yes. And it works. Like, you know, they we have the truck parked and then they come in like, oh, there's actually, you know, three times as many offerings if you go down the street. Down the street. And they will walk down the street and buy more stuff after they have, you know, purchased there. So the truck is now honestly more of a marketing thing when yeah. it's in Savannah. It's still like my main retail in other places, but in Savannah, it's just marketing at this point. So I love that. Um, yeah. That's perfect. That's the plan right now, at least. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I think word of mouth is great. As long as you have a, you're a great and wonderful person, people are going to support you. And obviously, word of mouth travels. Yes. Go life, go life, go see Katie, go see Katie. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yes. And all the people that work for me, they're also great individuals. So it's yeah. like no matter who you walk into the store, you're going to find someone who is friendly, who is, you know, well-knowledged and things like that. So Yeah, absolutely. And you offer classes? Yes, we are starting to do more and more. Um, we are doing a couple workshops. Ooh, what's um, that? On the 30th, we're doing a, it's called Anything Goes. It's a planter workshop. So we're okay. really trying to, I'm partnering with Casting Gray Botanical. Um, it's a plant shop. And so we're trying to stress that, you know, you don't have to go buy a new planter. Let's use things in your home and let's turn them into planters. I love that. So we're trying to stress like, we made <laughs> we made a video last week. It's like uh, we used my old menstrual cup and turned it into a planter. Because <laughs> I'm goofy too, and I want to show that like really anything goes. Literally anything <laughs> around your home yeah. can be used. And sweet Emily from Casting Gray made that into a planter, and she deserves all the business for that. Um, but we're also doing like a natural dye workshop, so dyeing with like. Um, flowers and natural things instead of like toxic or you know um, synthetic dyes um, we're gonna host one I think the following week May 7th maybe 
Oh, dope. We have a lot of things coming up. Yeah. Yes. And you mentioned, you are you sometimes on the board, uh, like a panel discussions? Do you do those, you said? I have done a couple different panel discussions, um, different conferences. I think they're, the Grit dope. Conference had like an eco panel um, where, you know, you could, um, I think there was four of us who were talking about just ways that businesses as a whole can reduce their carbon footprint or become more be a part of the eco dialogue more oh, that's dope. um a lot of like online webinars yeah. usually in the sustainable space yeah I've, yeah i've talked about it's usually like all researchers and people people with phd yeah and i'm just like come get yourself <laughs> <laughs> i am like the least educated person on there on the issue but i'm always just there yeah you but know? you're stoked you're excited shadows. like here's practical ways <laughs> yeah everyone's like oh this is actually great Thank yeah you, Katie. yeah yeah that's amazing um, so as far as you I'm gonna go, back, go back to the brick and mortar, you fill in the store. So are you, is it the same strategy as you fill the truck? You just go around and send emails and whatever. And yeah, I think, um, for the store, it was a lot easier to come up with my list because pretty soon into getting the truck, which is called Hillary, the refillery, by the way, oh. we had an Instagram challenge to name the an Instagram competition, like bracket style. I like that. Um, so Hillary, the refillery is the name of the truck. <laughs> Um, and, and like, I quickly, like, you know, it's a small space. It is a box truck. And so very soon I could, you know, I reached capacity, couldn't have any more product in there. Yeah. And so I had been making a list of like, I need this, I need this. And we didn't have variety. Like we had space for one hand soap, one dish soap, you know? So now like I, we've added scents, varieties of things. Mm-hmm. And then I had, I had a long list, so it was pretty easy. Yeah. Um, to know like these are the next like 30 products that I want yeah yeah um, and I still keep adding to that list so yeah. there's a little extra each month that, that goes to a new product so. yes yes the story is beautiful I love going in there I've been in there a couple of times now it's dreamy right it's, it is walking there it's on Bull Street you know what I'm saying it's a yeah. busy high traffic street and did you do that on purpose yes okay yeah, yeah. yeah. and it took another like I'm so green in the industry. I was like signed a lease in March and I was like, I think I'll open in the summer. It was like 11 months later. <laughs> January. Because <laughs> that's how long it takes to open things. Um, yeah, so I I had been waiting to be in the Starland District because I think that I really like the community there. Oh, yeah. Like the people that like frequent there, but also like all of the small businesses mm-hmm. are like similar in mindset like they want to help each other and it's advantageous for every other small business to thrive too because that only helps your business thrive as well yeah yeah. um but it's also genuine like um so being a part of that like culture is a big thing for me um so i knew i wanted to be a part of that culture yeah it's also a little weird like i'm a little weird it is weird i love it you know when i Coming down here, I was like, I need some place that's got one diversity and two just weird ass people. Yeah, this is everything. It is. It is. <laughs> it's it is. so wonderful. So yeah, I mean, this is great. And now you have a couple of events coming up, and you have a you put on your Instagram of what's going on and all yep. that. So we'll keep in touch with that. But yeah, this is great. What do you yeah. do outside of uh, all this all this work here? <sighs> have any hobbies? I used to have more time outside of here. Um, I love to be outside. Yeah. So, I mean, here it's easy. I just love to go to the beach. Yeah. I love to, you know, just go on walks or bike rides um, around. Um, yeah, I think friends are a huge thing for me. I think like relationships, if you can call that a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> I am 99% extroverted. So, whereas like 
a, someone could work like a 12-hour market and most people would just go home and crash and I have already planned like I will hang out with these six friends after because that's how like I recharge yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think friendship is a hobby like I want to do things and experience things with the people in my life whether it's my spouse or yeah. my friends or community here I love it I love that's it. really important I'm also I am an includer um, <laughs> which means like if I, I'm yes. notorious for like meeting someone in the store who just moved to the town to town and I'm like hey let, let's hang out <laughs> you know because I'm like I bet they don't know anybody I need to go out to dinner with them yes. but it's like you know because <laughs> that's cool. what, you know as like a military person or someone who's moved my whole life like that means so much <laughs> like, oh gosh you know starting over but yeah. I genuinely like it too like I love meeting new people so yeah yeah that's another hobby is like meeting new people and including hey let's go out and do things yeah come meet my friends yeah oh yeah, yeah. i yeah. love connecting my friend groups it's the best and it's awesome it's the best yeah, this is great and this one right here we met yeah what the... can i ask you questions yes, is this allowed please. here no, what do you what do you questions. do outside of this what are your hobbies yeah so i love reading um i love being outside as well I've, it's hard for me to work because obviously i'm a photographer i have edits to mm-hmm. do all that but it's hard for me to work when it's a nice day because yeah. literally, literally right now, I'm like, I can go read uh, for Scythe right now and hang yeah. out and not do anything. <laughs> yeah. What, what book are you reading right now? What are your, like, go-tos? Big Little Lies right now. Oh, which Big Little Lies, yeah. I watched a show already, so I know okay. how it ends, and I'm still in Sky. I hate, there's a big twist. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've read it and seen okay. it, yeah. The tw- I'm not going to say anything to people who haven't read it yeah. yet. But the twist with... Uh, mm-hmm. Jane. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. I, I'm reading it, I'm like, I know it's coming. But I wish I didn't yeah. know it was coming. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So, I'm reading that right now. But um, I just read The Creative Act, which I think you should read. It's by Rick okay. Rubin. About, it's a guide to being creative and guide okay. to more of a self-guide. And he's really great. Um, but I read all kinds of things. You know, I'm open for whatever. I have the Goodreads app. Oh, and yeah. um, I just kind of have so many on my bookshelf that I need to read. And people have sent me books and yeah. whatever. Um, and I go to the library as well. So that's, um, I like exercising, running around, got my bike here, got both my bikes here. Nice. Biking around and, um, trying to find some recreational sports to play too. So yeah. 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 I would love to join like the volleyball leagues that happen or I love being, I love playing sports. I grew up doing competitive sports too. So I think when you get to do that as an adult, it's a great feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Keep it, keep it, you know, keep our youth. Yeah. You know? Um, so one more. So do you have any more questions for me? Mm, no, I think so. Okay, yeah. I say whatever. <laughs> um, so as far as you growing your business, so what's the, you have an end goal? Man, I mean, if all goes, I would love to have another location, not mm, in Savannah. But yeah. I mean, I think some of what I've been doing of like trying to be in other locations is to start kind of building bases in other towns as well. Yeah, I love it. Um, that would definitely be uh, a couple years out, whether it's like a store in Bluffton, a store in Statesboro, something like that. But, you know, as refilleries become more common, someone might beat me to it, and that's great. But as long as like the need's there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am also starting a nonprofit. Um, Let's talk about it. Yeah, we're, we're it. going, uh, we're in the phases right now of, uh, so it's called Lightfoot Environmental Foundation. Love it. And a lot of like what I've been doing is not really supported by the retail model, like the classes, (laughs) the education. Like I really want to get curriculum so I can go into schools and like lead assemblies and teach in classes. Mm. You buying hand soap doesn't really support those (laughs) ventures, you know? And so, um, (laughs) 
<laughs> we're trying to do a nonprofit so we can get grants, so we can get donations, so we can try to like um, get the like even broaden the education that's around sustainable issues in yeah. town. So right now we have been approved on a lot of levels, but we're in, there's like a six to eight month waiting period with the IRS to yeah. get tax exempt status. Oh. So we have submitted everything yeah. and now we're in the waiting. So I technically we could start doing stuff, um, but it'd be great to have a little funding so I could, you know, get some help in. Cause I'm already kind of at capacity I'm as an individual. You have a lot going on. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it because I mean, I've been very open about it. Like retail is not my passion. I'm not not like, yay, I love this you know, I love the <laughs> store, but like right. it is like the the culture changer that I like. It is like yeah. helping people like discover, oh, I can shift my lifestyle in this way and it makes this impact. And so I think that the environmental foundation will be able to like just expand that even more and we'll be able to reach more people so i think those they will work in tandem with each other the store and the environmental foundation um and i'm excited to kind of expand that Ooh. we'll see what happens with that but it's gonna be dope yeah okay do you ever think you'll take the like your truck like cross country like well no only because it goes 55 miles an hour oh, okay <laughs> If I had, let's say we get a great electric truck here soon, or an, even like I have a diesel. Yes. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> That's not great. I mean, they last a long time, which is sustainable, but, but yeah. they don't make they don't make good like eco trucks that size. No. I would love like if there was an op- opportunity where that would make sense. You know, um, that would be awesome to do like. Well, speaking engagements. I love speaking to people. I, I get a lot of energy from that. So yeah. if there's opportunities for that, I would love it. But yeah. not Hillary the Refillery. It would need to be. <sighs> okay. I also would love, I have a a dream. This is like a unrealistic one, but I've always wanted to be a mascot. <laughs> <laughs> and I think my personality just like fits it. It really, it really does. Like I can hype people. I can get people going. But I, you know, mascots are usually, you have to be 5'8 to fit in this costume or I don't know. Anyway, I would love to fulfill both my dreams. Getting like maybe like a little Hillary or Hillary mascot. And that's like, that's what goes into schools or that's what like, you know, can teach kids about refilling, reusing, things like that. Or it could just be me, Katie, doing that. But wouldn't it be better if I was a mascot? You gotta do it. (laughs) So. This guy has some. That was a tangent, but. I just want to see you marching down the street. Just sustainability. Do this, do that, do yeah. that. Yeah. Do your little dance. That's you know? a dream. Like, I could do the worm in my mascot outfit, and that would make someone want to use less plastic. I'm sure of it. Let's put it in the universe. Yeah. It's going to happen. Universe? I need to see you running. Me. Yes. I need to see Katie running down Bull Street <laughs> doing worms and stuff all around. Yep. Just preaching sustainability. I love it. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, thank you for doing this. What? Awesome. Thank you for oh, doing this. Thank you so much. This yes. is awesome. This, this is, is a, too easy. Oh, it's too easy. Good. Make yeah. sure you're comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> the whole time sure. was like, I hope they're good. But we have one more. Oh, yes. We yes. have the outro question, guys. What irrational fears do you have now? God. I need a little thinker here. Oh, there's going to be light jazz music playing in the background this so they can wait. What do I have now? Golly. I think the one I have is, is so cliche with every adult, especially business owners, is the original fear of failure. But um, as far as our career endeavors are involved. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of something that's like 
like I said, I still have that fear about having a kid. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, Trauma. Yeah. It leave. It's crazy because I still watch those movies to this day. I still watch them all the time. You know? Yeah. Why wow. do I do that? I don't. I don't. The rush. The rush. Dennis the Menace is as scary as I go. That's it. <laughs> Katie's done. Uh, you said you said Barbie movie coming out though. I'm so excited about I'm that. Stoked. The cast is phenomenal. The cast is insane. How do they get all those people in one room? I don't know. <sighs> and the promos have been hysterical. Have you seen the a Kate McKinnon one where she's like the Barbie only doing the splits? I haven't seen that yet. It's so good. Oh so good. my gosh. Okay. I'm so stoked. <laughs> movie does a sidetrack guys i'm sorry but i love movies um i was another one of my hobbies is going to movies i go to movies a lot oh yeah i do too I all the time yeah it's awesome um amc has amc pass so i want to get that oh yeah three movies a week about that. yeah three movies in a week 20 bucks a month that's that's, three a, movies. that's like two movies for the month that's hands out it's phenomenal yeah my fear is not going to movies again that's my rational fear <laughs> like mine okay i don't know if this is a fear but it is a recurring nightmare that i have okay. and so i guess that i don't think this would even work in real life but i have a dream probably like 10 times a year okay that i am chewing gum and i'm trying to get the gum out and it net like i take it out and it keeps like expanding in my mouth and <laughs> i can't okay. i can't can't get it out it just like keeps and so every time i chew gum I have a little like in the back of my mind. What if this is the gum of eternal chew? Like, and I can't get it out. Like that. I mean, I guess that is completely irrational. <laughs> but I don't know what that means. If you're a, a dream reader out there, please contact me to tell me what that dream means. But interesting. That's true <clears throat> that I have. I'm gonna actually ask. I had a guest on a couple months ago that was actually is a dream reader. I'm gonna reach out to you. You know what? I'm definitely gonna put you in contact. Yeah, <laughs> she does this. Yeah, she, she's this actually is, very good at it. This has been like 15 years of having the stream. Interesting. I want to actually hit Ivana up before um, before the end of the day. Yeah, please do. Yeah, this is interesting. But I don't know if I have one. Now. I really don't. I don't. I don't. Nothing comes to mind. Well, that's probably a good thing. <clears throat> Are guess. you a balanced human? No, not really. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's probably something I'm not thinking of. I can't think of it right now. I'm going to go with my my childhood one. It's the same thing. Okay. I'll, I'll accept it. <laughs> yes. I'll accept it. But thank you for coming through. Please go see Lightfoot if you're in Savannah. Um, usually most my friends would come in town. i bring them to the store because I think it's fucking cool. Yeah. Um, but go to the events. Your events are on your website and Instagram. Yep. Um, the 20, 30th, you say you have one. 30th. Yep. And then. And then the 7th. Basically, yes. every week we got something going on. Yeah, so. we'll tag you and everything. Check it out. We'll share the events on the page. The Daniel White Show. Um, but yes, we're out of here, my friends. Please have a good day. Please subscribe to the show and tell your parents, your mom, your cousins, your friends so I can feed my kids with some sponsors. You know? That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Katie, we're out of here. Later. Thank you. Bye.